whipped up a stingy fire. Cinnamon scented the air. Past the dusty vestibule, rows upon rows of bay leaves hung from the ceiling. Strange runes scratched into small animal bones, and ivory hairpins lay in carefully constructed patterns. I laughed. Someone had tried to ward me away, but there was no door that didn't open to me. At the far corner of the house huddled two people, a man in the arms of a woman. Old age had blessed him, yet for all his gnarled veins and silver-streaked hair, the woman cradled him as if he were a child. He murmured softly into the crook of her neck. I watched them. She wasn't crying. The woman looked up and saw me. How refreshing. Greetings, Dharmaraja, said the woman in a clear voice. I took in the bay leaves and bone pins. You were expecting me, I take it? Yes, she said, hanging her head. I regret that I cannot serve you any food or drink, or treat you as a guest in our home. Don't let it trouble you, I said, waving my hand. I am rarely a guest, merely an inevitable occurrence. Her husband did not stir in her arms. His breath had grown soft. While the woman had kept her eyes trained on me, I had taken away his pain, siphoned it bit by bit. I was in a generous mood. You have come for him, as I will for you one day. I could tell you the hour, if you wish it. No, I shrugged. Very well. She clutched him tighter. Her hands trembled. I knew she could feel his life unspooling. She may have seen me, but she did not see his life pooling beneath him. May I ask something of you, Dharmaraja? You may, but I need not honor it. We always wish to leave this life together. I cannot change your appointed time, even if I wished. She closed her eyes. Then may I request instead that you not let him pass to the next life until I may join him there? Now this was interesting. I sank backward into the air, and an onyx throne swirled up to meet me. I tilted my head, watching her. Why? I haven't weighed your life yet. What if you were far more honorable than your husband in this life? I could pour your soul into the mold of a princess, blessed with beauty and intellect, riches and wonders. I could add silver to your heart and fortify you from any heartbreak. I could give you a life worthy of legends. She shook her head. I would rather have him. You'd rather have him and whatever life that entails? I leaned forward, eyeing the dingy room. Her eyes flashed. Yes. He may not even come back as a human. Believe me, I've remade emperors into cockroaches, and cockroaches into kings. You seem like a reasonably intelligent woman. Would you truly like to keep house for a bug? She lifted her chin. I would be his mate in any form. A curious emotion prickled my skin, nudging the back of my thoughts. My hands tightened on the shadow throne. Before I could stop myself, the question flew from me. Why? Because I love him, said the woman. I would prefer any life with him than any life without him. Even the deities know love to the point that they will chase their counterpart through thousands of lifetimes. Surely you, O Dharmaraja, understand how extraordinary love can be. I knew very well what could come of love. 
I had seen it, been cursed by it. Even now, I thought of her, the way she ran away and left a shadow in her place. Love was extraordinary. Extraordinarily spiteful. Extraordinarily blind. Extraordinarily misleading. Bold words, I said. They do not move you? I shrugged. You may appeal and supplicate and wheedle as you wish, but I have heard every excuse and plea and sputter, and my heart has never been moved. The woman bowed her head. She gathered her husband to her chest. Her wedding bangles clanked together, breaking the silence. When I left, custom dictated that she must remove those wedding ornaments. Widows did not wear such bracelets. I had not considered until now that the sound itself was a thing near death, and that chime, gold against gold, struck me far louder.